Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills podcast is a broadcast outreach of Dag Heward Mills Ministries, which has the duty to bring you the very best from the vast teaching archive of healing evangelist, best-selling author, and megachurch pastor Dag Heward Mills. This Monday, Bishop Dag will teach you about the importance of giving in the house of God and you will discover the link between prosperity and giving. Today, Bishop Dag will go back to the basics of giving and why the road to financial blessing is one that you must be determined to stay on as a Christian. From today's teaching, you will learn what it means to be diligent and the blessings of being someone who is conscientious and found focused in all they do for God. Be blessed and enlightened by the word. Father, thank you for this opportunity. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Now, in about two weeks, we are going to release some new songs of praises, which these ones will be more of orthodox songs. These ones will be more of orthodox. Yes. So get ready. Right. So it's uh, time to give an offering. Psalm 37, verse 16. Psalm 37. A little that a righteous man has is better than the riches of many wicked. Amen. Now, When it comes to uh, prosperity, right, financial prosperity, the little that a righteous man has is better than the riches of many wicked. Now, many people do better in life on little than those who have a lot. So you need in your life to um, realize that there is a lot of prosperity flourishing that takes place with little. That is why you find sometimes people are a little surprised but not really able to say that they find Places where people don't seem to have so much officially, like when you give the amounts, the figures that people officially have, it's not so much, but they seem to be better off than those who will be calling out huge figures, sums of money, salaries, big things, because a little that a righteous man has is better. And many times, a little that God gives you can go 
much further in your life. You see, because if you have a little and you don't have debts, do you get it? It goes further. Yes. You may earn $2,000, all right, in a month, which is uh, about 12,000 CDs. And then your rent is 1,002 or 1,150. Huh? Out of the 2,000, your rent is 1,002. You get it? So now we are left with 800. You get it? Now you have the car to pay, which is also a mortgage. So that one is 250 a month. So it's now left with 800 minus 250 is what? 550. Then you have your tithe to pay, which is 200. And that leaves you with how much? 350. Now, what else do you have? Fuel for the car. And then, what? Light, light, water, gas. So, light, water, gas, about 85. Okay, so that's left with how much? Huh? Two sixty-five. Okay. Then what else? Phone. Credit is how much? For the month. Fifty dollars. There are some Americans here, so they are telling us. for the internet. Okay. So, 235 minus the 50 is how much? 185. Now, the 185. Food, food, food. How much is McDonald's? You don't eat McDonald's. How much is KFC? 15. So let us say you have to have three times in a month you have eaten KFC. Which is dangerous because one whole chicken is one whatever. So let, but let's say that you are started to be happy. So you had four times KFC and some other things. $60. So we are left with how much? 105. <laughs> and the normal food that you have to buy from the shop when you go to the supermarket and come how much will you spend 100 you are left with 5 dollars now they come to church and say what, we want 100 people to give 100 dollars 100 people to give 100 dollars so then you have to borrow into next month so now you are now minus 95 now we are not talking about school fees I'm saying this because I know that you can even google on the internet you find doctors in America like when they start they are paid about 2,000 a month so it's not an imaginary salary I mean it goes up but starting that's a doctor now Look at Psalm 37, verse 16. 
Look at Psalm 37 verse 16. A little that a righteous man has is better than the riches of many wicked. Now, not that those in America are wicked, but what I'm saying is that what I'm saying is that the verse is showing us that a little can sometimes be better than a lot. A little can sometimes be better than a lot. In fact, many people who are students, not many, not that many, but some people who are students can testify of the fact that they are better off as students than when they are working. Yes. I've not talked about school fees. Kindergarten school fees and other school fees. Crash. And school for the child going to school. Food for many things. So the Bible requires sometimes a little bit of thinking for you to see that what is he saying? Is what he's saying really true? That a little that a righteous man has is better than the riches of many wicked? Yeah. So, sometimes God will give you, may not give you that huge amount, but he may give you a little with righteousness. Yes. And that is even much more that he's giving you than the plenty huge sums that are mentioned. All right. Today I'm not spending much time on this. Um, just let's go on. The arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholdeth the righteous. The Lord knows the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. Amen. Verse 18. Now this is like a financial school that we are having during the offering time. So those who miss it. They are missing an important financial school. It says, their inheritance shall be forever. Most people cannot run or handle well inheritance. Because what it is is that even if somebody builds a house, you actually own the house for a short time of your life. Maybe by the time you prosper, you are able to build a certain type of house. But in a few years, you must either leave the world and go on. So there's a lot of money and a lot of opportunities come to people through inheritance or something that is given to you without you working so hard. Anything that just comes to you like is given to you, consider it as an inheritance. Yeah, just here you are. Not necessarily a will, but like sometimes something that you, you should have worked very hard for. Oh, here you are. Now, the Bible says that the, their inheritance shall be forever. Only 2% of people are able to make things that they inherit help them in their life. So that means that many people who have things given to them are not able to you you see them struggling at a point so i'm putting everybody on notice that if god in his grace to you 
one day is able to make you to have things either a large gift or a great opportunity or put something in your hand that you didn't really work for do you see you must have wisdom on how to make it last forever what does it mean when it lasts forever it means that for a long time it is forever is all your life it's really helping you it's really helping you all the time one of the reasons why things don't help people is because sometimes when people inherit things they they have been inherited by a family do you see like there are some families the children are struggling okay but when they inherited they inherited a family home and since that is where they grew up they have sentimental attachment to it and so they don't want to sell it so because of that they hold on to it then until it becomes a ruin you understand the word ruin put ruin ruin dictionary people ruin r-u-i-n what does it mean then when it becomes a ruin it becomes an expense and then instead of benefiting them they don't or they can they quarrel and quarrel until some of the children die and one of the children who has died has five children so it is four children plus five descendants of one of the children do you understand the calculation or let's say two of the children die then it becomes uh, 16 16 grandchildren plus three children or two children until nobody can nobody can get it ruin that which is falling down becomes wetless from injury or decay yeah do you see the second one that which is falling down and becomes wetless from injury and decay do you see the state of being decayed or having become ruined or wetless as to ruins or going to ruin all right so decay useless wetless ah you have seen a nicer one here when is this big one coming up this week okay so that which is falling down becoming wetless from injury yeah so you can see on this nice screen here this one your former life is like this and then your new life is like this one okay amen yeah so sometimes two people get a lot of money and they don't know how to spend it they are so happy and so i'm going to buy a car i'm going to buy this i'm going to buy this for this person i'm going to buy this and then they start sharing the thing until it's finished there are people who have earned millions and within some years they are borrowing thousands it's what i've seen so may the lord give you the grace to inherit and when you see inheritance coming your way always note it god is blessing me oh i'm inheriting and if you have children who are inheriting you have to carefully hand over now inheritance is 40 percent in the uk even in ghana they have done some laws that if you give something by inheritance you you pay 40 percent away yeah so for instance if you own a big school or something and you are passing to your children or your child you have to pay 40 percent of the cost of the school for your child to inherit the school that you built
Yeah. So inheritance is something wonderful. Because it's actually one of the things. But you see, the curse applies to the inheritance too. That in the sweat of thy face thou shalt eat bread. So that's why a lot of inheritance doesn't help people. Because the curse is still moving in the system. Are you there? You are escaping curses. By the power of God. In Jesus name. Now, shall we continue reading? They shall not be ashamed in the evil time. And in the days of famine, they shall be satisfied. God is seeking to bless you in such a way that you will not be ashamed. Put that scripture on. You will not be ashamed in the evil time. Now, there are evil times. There are evil times. There are evil times. And there are days of famine. That's, that's how the world is. Now, the pandemic is one example. But there are many, many things which are like the pandemic. The pandemics have been happening, but not for everybody. There have been epidemics. That is issues and seasons of difficulty. But it's in pockets and not announced to everybody. But this one affected everybody almost in the same way. So, in those times, when you experience the prosperity of God, even in those times, you'll be okay. Amen. All right? Now, all those who were owing money when the pandemic came, those who are owed, do you think they will say, don't pay? Not at all. They will rather be more determined to get their money, especially after the pandemic has stopped. They say, Charlie, I'm also in difficulty. Pay me. So everybody's going to say, pay me. This one will say, pay me. This one will say, pay me. It's going to go like a chain. So even if the payment was suspended, it's coming on. So that is why sometimes if you don't have, like you see, we haven't had air conditioner in this place for some time. We are, we are in it. And we are not dead from uh, not having air conditioning. So there are many things that if you don't have, you know, I prefer to feel hot than to owe money. Because all I need to do is to bath and then I'll be okay. Tell somebody, unless you don't like bathing, uh those who don't like bathing, they are the ones who have been caught by this scripture. If your, your room is hot and you bath, you see, with cold water, and you don't even dry yourself completely, you are half dried, the water will be evaporating. As it evaporates, it cools you. It's physics. So you see that you are cooling by evaporation. It's a form of air conditioning. Now may the Lord bless you as you sow your seed to be ready for every famine, every evil time in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now 20. The wicked, but the wicked shall perish and the enemies of the Lord shall be as the fat of lambs. They shall consume into smoke. Shall they consume away. 
into smoke shall they consume away. Now, verse 21 is a very, very interesting scripture. Alright? It says that the wicked borroweth and payeth not again. Huh? The wicked does what? And payeth not again. Now, many people who borrow have no intention of paying back. Did you know that? Mm. They have no intention of paying back. I mean, the, the money that Ghana government owes, I wonder if they are really planning to pay it back because it's a lot. Oh. Like almost anything that we do, we borrow money. Yes. So, borrowing money, do you see, is something that is associated with a lot of evil, including the unspoken intention of not, bo- not paying back. That is why instead of lending, me if somebody comes to borrow money, instead of lending, I will, fo- I will follow what the verse says in verse 21. It says, but the righteous showeth mercy and giveth. I prefer rather to give you than to lend to you. Because the condition that has made you come to borrow money is going to make it difficult for you to pay back. But borrowing is like drugs. When you smoke it or you take it, Nobody knows who will be caught in the thing and not be able to leave it. It's like drugs. Once you start, it's like something that's very difficult to detach from. That's why they warn you, don't play with the drugs. Don't play with petidine. Don't play with weed. Don't play with cocaine. Don't play with... Once you start, because nobody knows how you may be attached to this thing and you cannot stop it and that's and once it attaches to you you'll be like a man whom a snake has held your heel and you are walking can you imagine with a cobra holding your heel as you are walking it is following it's attached to your foot like this would you be happy with a cobra holding onto your foot like that yeah that's how borrowing is once you start, you cannot easily come out. Once you get into it, you cannot. That is why the banks and the Western world, which is based on borrowing, has created new words. They've created new words to make borrowing sound like a good thing. They've created words. For instance, one of the words they've created is credit ratings. Your credit, credit ratings or credit what? Credit score or worthiness. Credit worthiness. Yeah, but it's like, so they will tell you, oh, don't pay off. Uh, you know, if you don't, oh, uh, you don't have any, you, you, you are not credit something. No, not credit worthy. They have no credits. Credit score. Credit, what, I mean, they've invented words which were not in the dictionary. 
They were not. I'm telling you, they were not. They've been created to make it sound good and normal. And then, when financial people are giving speeches, even those of us who were science students don't understand what they are saying. Yes. Now, I just want to ask. Because when somebody says bonds, when they say the government is buying bonds, I, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Oh, yes. I don't know what you mean by you're creating bonds. And you are selling bonds to raise money to the nation. I, I don't understand it. And I, I challenge you to bring your academic credentials and I also put mine down. We will start from secondary school. The one who can explain what is happening very well reveals rather a greater understanding. So that's why we have two types of doctors. There's a doctor who speaks to you. You phone another. Is that medicine? So yeah, it's medicine. Like if I was explaining hypertension to you or high blood pressure, I will explain it like the pump you have in your house that's pumping the water and then the pipes. And when the pump is too hard, the pipe bursts and pressure is a lot. It will burst. It can burst. And that's the stroke. The pipe bursts in your head. That's, that's, that's a stroke. Or I could call it a cerebrovascular accident. And, you, and you'll be looking at me and say, wow, he knows a lot. He knows that this. It's not, I mean, what are all these? So don't be bamboozled though by this word, credit worthiness, credit rating. Your credit score will be whatever, so you have to leave a little that you owe so that you'll be paying. Don't pay off your house. Don't pay off this so that they'll be, and they'll know that this and that. It's absolute nonsense. Nonsense. Nonsense, what do I mean? The sense is not fully working. Nonsense. How can minus one million be better than zero? Based on the sense we learned in secondary school, we have the number line minus one million, then you go to minus eight hundred thousand, then minus five hundred, minus four hundred, minus hundred, minus then you come to zero, then you start climbing one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So the sense of it is that if you have if you only five is higher than minus hundred. Yes. Wow. So don't 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 buy all these things. Let's trust the word of God. Amen. Simple things. Yes. So now I don't listen to all these words. At first I, I listen to it. Your credit score. Hey, what is that? So here in America, you have to have a credit rating or credit whatever, this, this, and so. Really? Oh, otherwise, when you go to the bank, they always say, ah, really? This is, I see. At first, I was uh, 
I was just quiet. But you see, now I'm getting older. I'm, I'm wondering that, will it be when I'm 70 that I'll understand all this? I think that my age is enough to understand all these things. And that's what made me go back to science and arts. In that similar school, when you are in Form 3, we go up to O-level. When you are in Form 3, we all choose and we do the exam in Form 3. Then they divide us into science and arts. The top people, they go to science. So we are in 4S1, 4S2, 4S3. Then 4A1, 4A2, 4A3. And I was in 4S1. The best goes to 4S1. Then the next one, 4S2. Then the next, 4S3. Then arts, 4A1, 4A2. And those who do the arts, truly, most people want to go to 4S1. And they don't get. They don't get S1, S2, S3. Then they go to A. Then they come out. Then they come and give us new words. Financial engineering. What? Amortization. Hmm. But in times of famine, yes. You know, and when we are following things, we should follow well because you see, America and so on, they have money. Look at these vaccines that they've made. That they are being shed free into the world. Can you imagine how much one costs? And they are paying people to, to make them. And they are sharing, all, especially with the poorer countries. I don't know if it's a loan also. It is likely something to pay back. And they have millions to give to help their citizens. Trillions. To fight in Afghanistan, billions and trillions. Amazing. So, whereas we are not able to pave the road even just from here to here, it's a problem. So, believe the word of God that the wicked borroweth. If I even were to just take only the first three words, the wicked borroweth. If you were to meditate like in, in sections of the scripture, the wicked borroweth. Yes. It, it means what? Yes. The wicked borroweth. Yeah. Amazing. God is going to bless you. Today's offering is a special anti-borrowing offering. I want us to believe God that today as you plant your seed, you will live your life without borrowing. Can you believe God for that? Yes. You will live your life without borrowing. And you will be able to celebrate what the scripture says in Psalm 37 verse 16. That the little that the righteous man has is better than the riches of many wicked. Or if you like, just underline the first part, a little that the righteous man has is better. Yes, the little that the righteous man has is better.
How much is water without meat? Huh? Five cities. Two cities. Watch it without meat. Three cities. With meat or with fish is how much? Two cities and two cities. How much is the meat and the egg? One city. One city for an egg. Egg is 30 pesos. Twenty pesos. One city, twenty pesos. And the rice without meat is how much? Two cities. Two cities. How much is cocoa? Do they sell cocoa still? How much is that one? For breakfast. One city. 50 pesos without sugar <laughs> ah, father save us Lord Jesus my God <laughs> and what again do they sell Granite in the cocoa and milk. That will be one city, 50 pesos. Yes. If, if you would have expected that people in the system have grown very lean and short or tall. Very lean. But you see people even overweight in Ghana. Over what? Overweight. Kinky and fish is how much? Kinky without fish is how much? Two cities. And fish is how much? Three cities. Three cities or five cities. The bigger fish. What about the head? The head is three cities. And the tail. Put my scripture on. A little that a righteous man has is better. It's better than the riches of many wicked. Amen. Never be in a hurry to have what people have. As they are going in their car, they are quarreling. They have marital crisis, serious ones, serious arguments. It's not easy. Yes. Serious. You are looking at somebody's phone next to you. And saying that, hey! The phone is like a Mercedes Benz. And yours is very small. How much is a small phone? You can get a small one. 
120 CDs. 60 CDs. For a yam. 70 CDs. 60 CDs. What about the ones which has WhatsApp? 120. 120 CDs. WhatsApp is what? There's phone for 120. As you are looking at somebody's iPhone, and you are saying that, hey, iPhone 44. Do you know who the person slept with before the person was given an iPhone 44? Do you know what the person stole before the person has that iPhone 44? Or Galaxy Note, whatever. You are looking at your neighbor's shoes. Do you know even if it's for her or she borrowed it to come to church? It's not a shoe. <laughs> People are wild, though. A fellow sister, you are looking at her shoes, the color of the shoes. And you are saying to yourself that I need one of this color to match with what I have. Do you know where she went before she got those shoes? Do you know what she has done to get the shoes? Your cool black shoes are okay. They are working. Your black shoes are working. Tell your neighbor, I'm proud of my shoes, Charlie. I'm proud of my shoes. I thank God for my shoes. A little that a righteous man has is better than the riches of many wicked people. Better, better. Wear it like that and bless the Lord. Yes. The dresses that people are wearing Do you know what the person did to get that dress? The manipulation. The movement. The sex. The pregnancies. The HIVs. The chlamydia. The gonorrhea. That people have received. As payment for the shoes. And their dress. Put my scripture there. Better a little that a righteous man has is better than the riches of many wicked.
you are looking at somebody's handbag. Is that is that a plastic bag there? I know the one on it. Yes, can I borrow it, please? You see, one day I came, I was at church and I saw a lady coming. This was a bag, a handbag. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. This was a bag. Like. Right. She was working with a bag. She was working with a bag. She was, an, she was an older lady. Do you remember that lady? It was at a crusade. She came on stage with a she came on stage, this was her a letter that a righteous man has is better as compared to some of the higher bags higher bags And this one, this was carrying this bag. Wow. She came on stage, I prayed for her. And she went and I was just looking at her. I always remember her. I said, wow. Some people are not able to buy bags. This was her bag, like, this was her bag. Oh, yes. We, we, we complain about a lot of things. But I'm sure this woman... The bank is not writing to her letters about, I mean, you have to come and pay this by this time or GRA is following her for some tax or something. Let, let us be happy with little. So, there's no air conditioner. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. You are taking a picture of me with my bags. To go and show to who? <laughs> hey. Instead of coming with the bus, you've gone to borrow somebody's opel. You've borrowed somebody's BMW and you have brought it to to church. Hmm? And then somebody's scratching it. Hey, thank you for your nice bag. You borrow somebody's car. And you scratching it. Now you have gone to do body works. Sunday you've gone to find a welder to weld the car and spray it. To go and pack it. Yes, to fix it before it is seen. Look at the issue that you've brought for yourself. Eh? If you had been happy with the little. Do you see? All through your life, you must learn to be happy with little. It says, a little that a righteous man has is better than the richest of many wicked. So, that's going to be your story. That's going to be your... And God will show you how... Now, how can you do well? God will show you how to live with little. Yeah. 
Many people know how to live with little, but what happens is that if you are spoiled, you see, like for instance, when you come from abroad to Ghana, when, when they, they say, oh, how much do you earn? And they mention, how are you able to live? Oh, people are living. People are living. You are new. You are a Johnny just come. Yeah. The fair, one of the first times I went to London, I didn't have the address. I had the address. Nobody came to meet me. And I was told, go here to here, here to here, here to here. So I saw at the airport a black cab, which is the most expensive taxi with a meter. And I, I saw, I said, stop. Stop. I told him, I'm going, a white man. I said, I'm going somewhere. You know, and where I was going is like from here to Mankesim. <laughs> I tell you, London. I was, I had just come. That's where I heard the word JJC. Johnny just come. I sat in the car with my bags. And the white man said, no problem. He pressed the meter. Come and see. And the money I had. <laughs> As the car was going, I wanted to stand up in the car. <laughs> my money was finishing. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That's why if you want to be a missionary, when you arrive, you have to just stay. You have to look. The slow crawling of a lion is not out of fear. You see a lion moving slowly. It's not because it's afraid. It's watching. Yes. Yes. You take your time. And you look. You move slowly. It's not out of fear. It's out of watching. Carefully. Before you know Missionaries can be very okay in every country if you know how to live on little. Very happy. And you will see that ah, God has been good. God is good. Amen. So, every standing, let's take up before it becomes a long thing. your hands. Let's pray about our our lives, our financial lives. Pray to the Lord. Lord, give me the wisdom. Give me the grace. Give me the understanding. Mando satama shambaba zamandala makababa Mombis mandos melies Feleno rama melido le de bele babolo do bole de 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 Prenele mondele de bole de 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 Teno mandole ne mekabarado de 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 Hendolo mo shadila man berido de 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 de
Better is a little. Lord, give me wisdom how to operate with little and how to prosper and how to arise and move forward with little in my hand. Give me this grace and give me this wisdom, I pray. Help me, Holy Spirit. Show me, Lord. Show me, Holy Spirit. Tamalo magala. Tamo merina maso melina momerali lemedola mashendele babadaladabada. Thank you for your mighty power and blessing that is on our lives. As we come, Lord, Lord, now to sow a seed and to bless you with our offerings and our gifts and sacrifices. Thank you for blessing us with a mighty wisdom, Lord. A mighty wisdom on how to live with little and be full of joy and rejoicing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Oh, how many of you are blessed by such a wonderful play? Put your hands together for Jesus. Amen. If you are glad to be in the house of God, can I get an amen from you? Well, the Bible teaches us that the elders of Israel, they prospered and they built it through the prophet science of the prophet Haggai. And God has blessed us with the prophets in this house who prophesies and prays for us. And through that, many people have received their testimonies and their blessings. Can I get an amen? We are going to hear a testimony from our brother Caleb, who is going to talk about how God gave him a job through the prophecies and the prayers of our prophet. Put your hands together for him as he climbs up, up the stage. We encourage him as he comes up, as he gets closer. Hello, everyone. <clears throat> my name is Caleb Osaikofi, and my testimony is about how God gave me a job through um, the prayers of our prophet. Amen. Okay, so um, somewhere around March, earlier this year, I went to work one day and I was about to sign in as my um, normal everyday routine. And whilst I was signing in, somebody asked me a question. He asked me that, why are you signing in? And I said, oh, I mean, this is something we do every day. And then he asked me that, didn't I hear the news? And I asked him, what news? And he said, some people have been laid off. And unfortunately, my name was part of those that were laid off. So I picked up my bag, and I just left the office. So I stayed in the house for about eight months. And whilst I was in the house, I mean, there were times where I would be sad. Um, Sometimes I would actually question God and ask him that, "Ah, but you, can't you see that I'm doing basenta? Like, can't you see that I'm working for you? Why are you doing this to me? And then, um, my mother used to encourage me. I mean, everybody was encouraging me. Then, about a month ago, um, when Archbishop came um, to church on Sunday, Prophet said um, he felt led to pray for jobs. So, as soon as he said that, I was like, oh, thank you, Jesus. This is my breakthrough. And then, he asked us to write our jobs, um, what exactly we wanted to do on a piece of paper. And so, that's exactly what I did. And then he asked us to sow a seed. 
And when I looked at the money in my uh, mobile money account, I was like, Jesus, how am I even going to sow this seed? But with faith, I sowed the seed. And then um, previously, I had applied for over 20 jobs and none of them called me. Sometimes they would tell me that, oh, I don't think you are um, fit for this kind of job. And I mean, I was disappointed. I was heartbroken. And then um, one Sunday, I got a call. I mean, I had never applied for this job. Never. I had never sent my CV. I got a call. And um, they told me that I was scheduled for an interview the next day. That was on the Monday morning. So um, they told me what um, I was going to be interviewed for. So I studied a bit and I prayed. And then when I went for the interview the next day, what they told me, um, what I was actually scheduled for, they never asked me any question about what um, I was being interviewed for. They asked me different things. And I, and I don't know, for some strange reason, the Holy Spirit gave me utterance because what they said I was going to be interviewed for, they never asked me any question on it. They asked me different questions. And so um, when I finished the interview, I went to men. That evening I had a call. And they told me to come the next day. So I was, I, like, I was very confused. I was really asking God, that, so God, is this, I mean, is this the sure. turning point? So when I went the next day, they asked me, are you the one? I said, yes. And then they said, you've got the job. Wow. Wow. Hallelujah. And then, funny enough, what they interviewed me for, they changed my role. When I went to work um, um, the following week, they actually gave me a higher role by the grace of God. Wow, wow. Oh. Amen. Yeah. And my salary that I was getting in my previous job, what I'm getting now is double. Um, wow. Oh, I that think salary. that's where you should put your hands together. Amen. You know, the Bible says that they prospered through the prophesying of the prophets. Amen. And that's Amen. the experience of our brother here. Amen. So I just want to thank God first of all because if it wasn't for God, I don't know where I would be. And if it wasn't for God, I don't think I would get this job. Amen. And I want to thank the prophet as well. Guys, I want to encourage you. I mean, don't stop believing in our prophet because he gave a prophetic direction and I believed it. And by the grace of God, I got a job. So I want to thank the prophet and I want to thank him for building a beautiful church for us and a wonderful church. Thank you so much, prophet. Wow, put your hands together for Jesus. Amen. You know, prophet teaches us that he that hath respects the place of his blessing and respects the people that God has sent into his life. So if you are here, you are in a blessed place and the prophet that we have is a blessed prophet. And I believe that if you continue to believe, no matter how long your prosperity will come or your blessing will come, it will definitely come in Jesus' name. Amen.
No, I don't deserve to have you as my dearest and my very best friend. I know I've thrown away your love. Please open your heart and take me back again. Do anything you Won't you please forgive me? Please don't say goodbye to me forever. Please don't break our relationship. I will pay the all. I will pay the all.
Then we all shall say. 
Day that the Lord has made. Whoa. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know we're having a good time, but when I was walking at the back, I saw some girls singing. I just want to remind everybody that it's Jesus who has to lock you in the room together. Amen. No other boy should lock you in a room. It's Jesus. Amen. Have you had a blessed time already here? I was so blessed by that song, The Lord Our God in the Midst of Us. He's mighty. I said, He's mighty. You know, the Bible says, when two or three gather in His name, He's there. So I know that today God is in the midst of us. And I know that God is mighty. And I feel comforted that God is with us. As we stand here in his house, his presence is here. And, and the song says, right by my side, you are here, O Lord. Your presence, Lord, that's what I need. Everywhere I go, everywhere that I stand, I want to feel your presence. And I tell you, I feel the presence of God in this place. And I know that God is with you. You know, I don't know where you came from today. I don't know what you are going through, what you came, what circumstance brought you to church today. But the Lord, our God, in the midst of us, is a mighty God. I don't know what problem stands before you, but I came to tell you, the Lord, our God, in the midst of us, He's a mighty God. And you know what the song says? The song says, He's rejoicing over you. God is happy to see you. God is happy about you. God loves you. His eye is on the sparrow. He knows the hairs that are on your head. And today he has a word for you. Today he has a message for you. I'm prophesying to somebody, your life will never be the same again. I'm prophesying to somebody else, today is your day of divine turnaround. I'm prophesying to somebody else, you are about to receive your miracle. I'm prophesying to the last person, whatever anyone said was impossible, is possible when you put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, give the Lord a shout of victory. Come on, let's sing it with faith. Nothing is impossible. When you put your trust I can't hear you sing Nothing is impossible It's impossible Because you're trusting In His word I can see the voice Of God to me Is there anything too difficult Too hard for me Then put your trust In God Come on, sing it with me. It's impossible when you put your trust all over this place. Sing it in faith. Nothing is impossible. This afternoon, let faith fill your heart as you sing. Hearken to the voice. Hearken to the voice of God. Is there anything too hard for God? Everybody lifting your hands. Every hand in the Shout of victory! Can I shout of faith? Let's welcome our pastor, Bishop Dag Hewan Mills.
Today is your day. This is your moment. This is your time. God is moving in your life. God has a word for you. Give God praise. Hallelujah. Father, which art in heaven, we are super excited to be here today. Bless us, heal us, and touch our lives. We give you praise and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Today I want to uh, begin to share with you a short message called Likely to be rich or likely to be poor. Likely to be rich or likely to be poor. Amen. Likely to be rich or likely to be poor. Now, in the church, one of the strong messages we have is the message of giving. Luke 6.38 Give and it shall be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over. Shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure right that you meet withal it shall be measured to you again. Are you listening? Now, one of the things that I see is that we emphasize the giving part because really that is the supernatural part which God has to engineer. Amen. If you look at Luke 6.38, it says, Give, it shall be given to you. Good measure, president, shaking together. Shall men give into your bosom? Okay? Now, any of you can volunteer. Let's say, Emmanuel um, has been suggested as a volunteer. Right? Now, is there anybody here to whom it has occurred to give him 20 CDs? You are sitting by him. Has it occurred to you? 20 CDs? How about 30, 40? Okay, let's make it 100 CDs. Turn around so they see how handsome you are. Does, has it occurred to anybody to give him 50 CDs or $100 Wow. Now, that means that Luke 6.38 is activating something very strange. That men, 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 should occur to men, men in the world. I mean, it has to occur to them before they will give to you. And he's not talking about giving to the church or giving to pastors. 
It's about men giving to you. So it takes and has to take something supernatural for it to occur to people to give to you anything. It's a very, very supernatural thing. Yeah. And I mean, you can try it. You can be a pastor and it will never occur to anybody. People think, oh, you are a pastor. People will bring you gifts. <laughs> I've, been a, I've been a pastor for so many years. There are times, sometimes I, I, I've seen that pastors have been to their homes, you know, and uh, I remember one time I visited a pastor and uh, actually I didn't visit him I, I met with him and then when we, we had uh, lunch or dinner or whatever and when we came out he said oh this is a car I said what car is this? A Mercedes Benz the latest type of um, the flat one I don't know what it's called alright but I know that Mercedes is the, supposed to be the best car I don't know if it's true, but so he said to me, a lady, a lady who who once visited visited him, and whom he visited also, not really visited her, but was associated with her, went to where she was. She said to him that it has occurred to me to buy a car for you. Yes. So she said she's buying the latest Mercedes Benz for him. Then he said, For your wife, I want to buy the latest. She said, Not the latest, but let's go to where they sell Mercedes Benzes. And then for your wife, she should choose any, any car that she sees in the shop. Yes. Say thank you, Jesus. Yeah. No, the pastor was telling me. He said, he, he told me. He said, look, I want to, I want to just share this testimony with you. Yeah. So, and she told her, don't be worried. I say, choose any car here. It's a brand new car. Any car that you see here. So she was forced to choose because I don't think she wanted to choose. She said, Which one is that? Okay, this one was a four wheel drive, the biggest, nicest. <laughs> what one should she choose? So she chose it. She said, The woman said, Beautiful. Then the woman said, You don't know me. You don't know who I am. When I met you, you didn't know. But he said, I see what you are doing and I feel I should. Although it's not that something you can use for the work, but I, I, this is what I feel like. So she bought, and now the cars, not that the cars were there, the cars were here. She bought it, paid the duty, shipped it, paid the duty, everything. Drive it. Yeah. So what I'm trying to say is that uh, you may be, and so there are times that it has occurred to me. Then I says, somebody says, a prophet, he has, this car has been brought to him, the latest of this, the latest of this, the latest of this. In my ministry, 
since I've been a pastor, I've not yet met people who it has occurred to them to buy such cars for me. Emmanuel too. Just me and him are the same. Yeah. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. I'm not that I'm not in the ministry. But I, I don't have, I don't, I, don't, I don't wake up in the morning and then there's different cars there. I have not, I've not experienced it. And what I'm trying to say is that it's not, don't assume, because that is the way people ask, oh, if you are a pastor, you know, people will give, or if you are a politician, the people will give. There are politicians who are, don't have anything. So, when the Bible says give, and it shall be given unto you, it's telling you that uh, the activation of miraculous giving and receiving is by giving. And that is why we emphasize giving. And that is why it's important for a Christian that without giving, it's not possible to enter into the supernatural giving and receiving realm which um, we are supposed to enjoy. Yes. Maybe I haven't given certain things. I don't know that I have lot people to come and park cars in my house. After, after, when, I, after when I finish preaching, I'm going to sit down and think about it. Yeah. But what I'm trying to say is that it doesn't occur to people, not before even giving, and even sometimes it may occur to them to give to you, but a certain amount will not occur to them. A smaller amount may occur to them. <laughs> but Jesus is showing us in this scripture that to initiate a realm of prosperity which is beyond the natural of your life, Okay, you must enter into giving like tithing and giving of all types. There is no church with a high level of prosperity that doesn't operate in a lot of giving and receiving. Bishop Oedipo, for instance, he will tell you there's nothing like prosperity without tithing. He said, there's nothing like prosperity without tithing. You will tithe. Otherwise, there's nothing. You never enter to such things. So, prosperity, I'm talking about, what does that say is the topic? Likely to be rich or likely to be poor. Likely to be rich or likely to be poor. So, giving, I I don't want to downplay giving because I'm not talking about giving. But I'm just saying this at the beginning so that you don't misunderstand the role of giving. Don't give and remain. Yes. Many years ago, when we did not have any church building, do you see, we were faced with a crisis because we were meeting at the medical school canteen and the medical school authorities decided that they did not want to have a church in the canteen anymore 
I think it had, we were meeting there on their blind side. Do you understand? That means that they didn't notice when we came there. But we, after some time, they realized that we were a main church there. So they said, no. And I think the minister of health or somebody visited Kolebu. And then they saw our chairs that had been packed by the surgical block. And they said, no, no, no. What is this? Remove the chair. Well, we had a lot of benches packed outside the canteen and packed outside the surgical block. It, was, it belonged to us. We use it for church every Sunday. So they said, no, 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 no. Away. So that started us seriously to try to leave Kolebu canteen and try to find a place. And the place we saw was about three, four, five hundred meters from where we were. Oh, you can sit down. Three, four, five hundred. We are very humble. Three, four, five hundred meters from us. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it was maybe not more than a kilometer away, and it was being sold for 37 million CDs. Something like that. 37 million CDs, the old, old time million CDs. Which was one dollar was, I think, 370 one dollar was 370 so when you do the calculation it was what $100,000 and our church had in the bank the equivalent of $700 okay are you with me and we didn't take offerings on Tuesdays we didn't take we hardly took offerings on Sunday we didn't take tithes at all we, no, we didn't, we didn't have any idea. So a brother, I'm talking to you about supernatural money. You are entering into supernatural money from today. A brother said to me, you are not serious about your offerings. There is a way to take it. So he described to me how to take offerings. He said, if you don't take it that way, you will not be able to, you will not, you will not do well. And I, I was ready because I was desperate. So, I listened to him. So, he said, he will come to the church and uh, help us. So, he did. He came. I always, I'm always grateful for his life. Alright? So, we started to take offering more seriously. Then, we decided to have a major fundraising to get the 370 or 390 million CDs that we needed. Or those 37 million, 39 million, whatever. Well, somebody can check the exchange rates, 1990, uh, 1991 exchange rates, Ghana exchange rate, US dollar. $1 was how much? Was it 35 or 36? Yeah. Now, the father said you should check the resume, you should send WhatsApps to people, check messages, browse the internet. When I'm preaching, you browse the internet or you check WhatsApps during my preaching, your phone will develop problems within the next three weeks. Okay? So, be blessed in the church. 
<laughs> don't do don't do anything like that because I, I know I need your phone to work. Well, have you checked it? How much is it? You can't find it. Okay, no problem. Look at me. Don't look at your phone, please. Hello? 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 Okay. Now, that day we raised the funds. Big time. We were at the canteen. The stage was like this. When you go, you fall over. So, all the money came in. Hey! And I was feeling sorry for the people. Because I was saying that these my people, they don't have anything. You know, but people kept for one person gave 500,000. This one, 200. Say, hey! What will happen to them? They, they will die after giving this money. <laughs> but you see, truly, at that time, people didn't have anything. But as the church moved on, now, after giving, everything seemed to change in the church. When you make people give, the church changes. Uh, people prosper more, more than people when you have a church where they don't give. Anyway, so the day of the fundraising, we made a model. That's how come I know the price of a model. When an architect is going to make you a model of the building, I tell you, you'll be shocked at how much it's going to cost. So we made a model of the proposed Collegono Cathedral. This was my first effort as a pastor in 1991. How long ago is that? 30 years ago, yes. So that day, people came. But I particularly remember a, a young lady. She stepped forward to give 500,000. I felt very sorry for her. I said, no, she's going to be poor from today. You know, what you have faith and then what you think is sometimes they are different. I felt for her, yes. I believe in my heart. But anyway, she came and others came. Now, finally, we just decided to bless. We're closing. And the model was on my side like this. And then, let us pray. Father, thank you for everything you have done today. All these offerings people have given. Thank you, Jesus. Then suddenly, I heard the Holy Spirit. The money that you have received. Eh? The money that has come, the fundraising for the 37 million cities. All the money that you have received. Give all to the pastor who is standing on this. He was standing on this side with me. I should give everything to the pastor. I said, what are you talking about? And then I heard the Holy Spirit whispering to my heart. He said that you will never lack throughout this project. You will never lack money. I wasn't happy at all. You know, usually on Sunday, when the church is over, there will be offering to count. That day, there was nothing to count. Because I was forced to obey. And I just gave it to him. And he was also not happy with, with what I was doing. I said, please. Don't argue in case you die. Just take my offering and go away. <laughs> yeah. Do you know that that is what God was trying to do 
to take me into supernatural giving and receiving. This Luke six thirty eight. Yes. To 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 enter it. To enter this type of testimony, they are easy to say when it's in the past, but it's not easy to say when it's going on. <laughs> yes. And truly, from that time, eh, first of all, to pay the people who were buying this building from were Lebanese, and they money on the left, building on the right, and we exchange. No discussion about anything else. Even though I knew them, they were family friends also. They said, money on the left, building on the right. So we raised and raised and raised and raised. But I managed to get them and said, look, give us a schedule. By this time we'll pay this, this time we'll pay this, by this time we'll pay this, by this time we'll pay this. And by the grace, by the grace, we were able to pay Everton. Everton. We paid everything. And not only that, but we were able to start the construction because it was a whole dilapidated, it was a ruin. Ruin. Check the word ruin. We've checked it before. Let's check it again. It was a ruin. We were just buying virtually a ruin. A ruin. Aha, this one is nicer. The second one. (laughs) Your life, which was like this, has become like this. This is a symbol of how your new life is going to be. It says, that which is falling down and become worthless from injury and decay. Yes. So the whole thing was bizarre. A spot place. No toilets, no nothing, nothing, nothing. So anyway, by the grace, I said by the grace, we were able to pay Build, we never stop building. Up to today, we've never stopped building. Up to today, we've never stopped building. Yeah. We've been building and building and building and building. We've never lacked. Yes, what a blessing. And in 1998, the government came to break down all that we had built. Do you see? Yes, we moved into the building in 1993. We, we started buying and paying in 19. 19- 91 and then we paid up to 1992 so by 1992 october we started having meetings then in 1993 good uh, easter sunday we marched and moved in 1993 then the government came and broke down the walls and everything in 1998 and that day they broke it down somebody took us to um what do you call it Kodesh, the Kodesh, and showed us the burner. Another Lebanese man, uh, his own was $1.5 million. This one was 100000 So that we were jumping. Because he's taking us from victory to victory. So the trouble led us to something else. And we also didn't have any money to pay for this. Do you get it? We didn't have any branches, by the way. Our first, well, we, by that time we had branch, but our first branch was in October 1992, Geneva. Yes. So we've never lacked money, and you also never lack money when the Holy Spirit leads you to give. Eh? 
give. Give. When God leads you to give, give. But remember, if you are a Christian, the Holy Spirit will lead you to give. Because a giving is what Jesus said, give. And this will be the result. It will start a chain reaction of receiving. And if you keep your eyes open, now I can't say that I can see anybody who sometimes where you think you will receive from, that is not how it comes to you. Oh yes. That's not how. Even the fact that the, the people agreed that we should pay in installments, that one was a miracle. Then they even agreed that we can start, we can enter and start working on the place because we were under pressure. Whilst we hadn't finished paying, and they believe what we they, they gave us the date, pay this by this date, pay this by this. So it was almost one and a half years to pay. And by the time the last day came, we, we, we were able to pay. Yeah. So even that is a it's it's, it's, a, it's a provision. Yes. God brings and makes it possible. So what I'm saying to you is that never discount the importance of giving. Yes, in your Christian life. You, you will be led to give. I, I promise you, you will be led by God to give. If you are born again, not, not necessarily to the church, to this church, or to me, or to anybody, but giving, just the fact of giving, the Holy Spirit will lead you. If you are a Christian, you will give. Yeah, he will lead you and he will say, give. Give to this. Give to this. There was a time the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, when someone comes to preach, never give the person less than this amount. Supernaturally, every time I went to preach, every time somebody gave me an offering, it was always less, a small fraction of the amount that the Holy Spirit told me. Don't, don't always honor my servants at least with this. So I started to do that. Then as though they have been received an instruction, other people who I don't know, and nobody knows what I give. You don't know what I give. Or what we give. Other people, as though they have into, multiplied whatever they were giving to me by many, many times more. Yeah. I started to actually experience what I was doing. Amazing. So it's, it's supernatural, but I don't want to, you know, money is very supernatural in its way that it behaves. It's not, it's not, it's not just I mean, working hard, that brings money. No. Giving is very important. So everybody in the church must learn it. Learn to give. And you give where God leads you to give. And you give, you give your tithes to your, to, to, the, to your church. You sow seeds where God, the Holy Spirit, leads you to. Because it is the fulfillment of Luke 6.38. These are the words of the Son of God. Who came down from heaven. The same person who said. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That you believe in your salvation. Said these words. Give and it shall be given to you good measure. He said whoever has seen me has seen the father. If you've seen me you have seen God. And I'm saying to you. I've come down from heaven. And I'm telling you that give. It shall be given to you good measure. Press down shaking. It's a miraculous and supernatural thing. That's why even poor people have to give. Even people who don't have anything should also give. And that's why you learn it spiritually. 
And that is why we also don't accept, sometimes we have pastors who have a good congregation, but they don't have money in the church. It is usually the pastor's fault. Just like it was my fault that there wasn't enough money because I didn't know how to take the offering. And we have found out that when a church doesn't have enough money, it, it is from the pastor. When we started to give to support from the, what do you call it, uh, the prisoners, the money we give for the prisoners, the, the money from here, which is children, it is more than even the Kodesh that we give to prisoners. What we, what we, how we feed them, you know, we feed them at, at different times of the year. We buy Coke, we buy KFC and all those things for them. We are getting more from, the, from here than even from where the millionaires are. You'll be surprised, children millionaires, in Jesus' name. Child millionaires. Amen. So expect great blessings from God by becoming a giver. Yes, believe in giving. Believe in giving money, giving lands, giving cars, giving houses, giving anything that the Holy Spirit Sometimes you should even see it as a challenge. Oh, I've never given a, a car before. I've not given any car anywhere before. I've not given a house before. I've not given a land before. I've not done this before. I've not done certain things before. You know? Yes, yes, just I think it was just yesterday, a brother was sharing. He said he's a member of Pentecost. You know, and he was saying the things that a certain a man has done for the for them, for their church. You know, you just give, so take this radio station, pay for this, pay, pay this, take this to the church. Many things that they have done for the church of Pentecost. Many things in churches are done by people who got touches and say, I will give this, I will give this. One time I was driving in Usu and I stopped by a building and then it, I saw a plaque on a building. It was being used for, I don't want to mention what it was, but it was donated to the Methodist church by Mr. So-and-so. Yeah, the whole building. Yeah. And I think, I'm sure the man is dead, but he, he gave it to the, to the church. So, let God, let, let God, no matter who you are, no matter what you are, learn to give. You see, God will show you. And just like the day that he told me to do that, he was starting he was starting something supernatural. And it was one of the difficult things for, for me personally to do. Because we really were counting the pennies. Hallelujah. Alright, so likely to be rich is a giver. Number one. Likely to be rich is somebody who gives. Amen. Number two. Likely to be rich is a diligent person likely to be rich for that i think you are likely to be rich now what is a diligent person a diligent i think you should better bring up the definition of diligence a persistent and relentless effort by an individual all right diligence what well, if you are diligent that means you are persistent and relentless in trying to solve things or overcome things or fight things or do things. You are persistent and relentless. You are likely to be a rich person. How many want to fall into the likely to be rich category? 
Wow. What about the likely to be poor? God forbid. Yes. Now, Proverbs chapter 10, verse 4. Proverbs chapter 10 and verse number 4. It says, He becometh poor that dealeth with a slack hand. Hmm. But the hand of the diligent maketh rich. Amen. The hand of what? The diligent. Amen. So, diligence is likely to make you rich. Just continuing on one thing. Continuing. Continuing, persisting, persisting, continuing, hard continuing. So, lazy people will relax and say, What is there that I cannot endure? The lights are off. Wow, it's okay. Morning will come and there will be daylight. But hard work, persisting, continuing in the same thing. You are likely to be a rich person. You are likely to be a rich person. You are likely to be a rich person. Yeah. You are likely to be rich. Whether it's in the ministry, whether it is in business, whether it is in school, whether it is at work, whether you are the head or whether you are the leader, whether you are a man or whether you are a woman, whether you are seen or not seen, you are likely to be rich if you are diligent. According to the Bible, you are likely to be rich. A diligent the diligent hand makes a person rich. What is the meaning of diligent? What is the meaning of diligent? Constant in effort to accomplish something. Constant in effort to accomplish. Attentive and what? Persistent. Where is this man? Attentive and persistent in anything. Done or pursued with persevering attention. Yes. Painstaking. Huh? Pursued. Now, no matter the area of work, if you have this particular quality, you are likely to be rich. Because what is my area of work? Is it medicine? No. Is it business? No, I don't do business at all. At all. I don't sell anything, including books. Now, give all, all. All of you should have all my books. There are 73. If you don't have it, there's something wrong with you. Yes, because I, I'm giving all. It's not selling things that will make you rich. 
Yes. Persistent. What, what is the meaning of the word? Put it back. Constant in effort to accomplish something. Constant. On, in anything. Anything. Choose, choose, choose. Cooking. Catering. Catering. Ministry. Prayer. You are, you are physics. Teaching. No, read it. We are talking about likely to be rich among the children here. I'll tell you that perhaps you do not see many diligent people even in the ministry. Yeah. When you get into people's life, you realize that everybody is relaxed. Yeah. But when you see somebody who is diligent, you see that he's, he's still making an effort. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Whatever the area, lecturing, academic, whatever area of, your, of life, constantly working. A diligent person is constantly working. Hard working. When I met my father-in-law, hard, persistently working. Yes. Before he died, he told me, I want to tell you how I became a millionaire. Yes. How I became a millionaire. Now, my father died, my biological father died earlier. I didn't know how, how much he worked, but I know that he worked hard. Yeah. Hard. He's a lawyer. And many other things. You know, some of us, the, the course that you got in school, I don't want to mention the course, but the course that you got in school, it reflects your diligence at a certain stage of your life. True or not true? Many times, it's after you've been in school for some time, you realize the importance of hard, persistent work. But by then, you've already passed the stage where you can choose a course for the school. Huh? Yes. Sometimes you realize it during national service. <laughs> Do you know why? Because you see, there is a curse in this world. No matter how, no, no matter the area of work, before the ground yields, it's like saying that we're going to water this carpet for flowers to grow here. Before flowers will grow from this carpet, and it's possible. I mean, you're going to have to apply a lot of effort and thinking to make something green come out of this carpet. We have to water it, put some soil there, put some moss or some kind of thing that grows without going deep and be on it and be on it and get some light and something. Eventually, something. that is how this world is. The world is like growing flowers from a carpet. It's like growing flowers from snow. Yes. 
very hard. If it's not, if you don't apply constant hard work, you're not likely to yield anything. One day, one of my pastors, you know, in the, I think, 1999 or 1998, he went to, I think it was Takwa, and he went to preach there. He went to stay in a hotel, I think, 98 or 99, the year before President Kufour became the president. And he met President Kufour in that hotel. Yeah, he was on a campaign. I mean, quiet campaign. And he told me, he said, hey, the politicians, they really suffer. They work hard. They work very hard. Oh, they do. To be a president, by the time you see that you almost, your juices are almost finished. It's true. You win elections, you lose this one, you win, you lose, you are rejected, disappointment, you come, go, come. I mean, unless you are relentless. That's why usually they take you based on how much you have tried and lost in the past. You are chosen often with that sympathy. That, oh, this is your fourth time, man. Okay, come, man. You can have your, it's your turn now. But if, they, if, if, if you are not seen to have really suffered, and it's like, oh, this, but this is just your first time you're coming. This one to chop here, you have to really suffer and wait for your turn. Yeah. They'll tell you, young man, wait for your turn. You don't come here just like that. Yeah. That's why you see presidents become older and older. Any work, if you don't persist so you may give but then if you don't apply the principle of diligence that is constantly working oh yes oh yes oh yes many times when i wake up i'm not so sure where i where i where i am when, when we are traveling I don't know where we are. So, I, I, you, you, you see, you will, you will not, you will be surprised that a time comes where you will turn to your assistant or administrator or secretary and ask what is happening today. Before you will be informed that you are preaching today. You are what? Preaching today. At where? At what time? They'll say, you are preaching at two o'clock and at seven o'clock. Really? Who are those coming for the preaching? But you see, earlier you will be waiting on God and praying for years for that day to come. But a time comes where you, you, you are so continuous and persistent, I don't even know what you are doing. Oh, yes. 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 So... Diligence. One very diligent, hard worker is Bishop David Oyedepo. Oh, yes. I mean, when he describes his hours and the work that he's doing and the services that he's preaching to hundreds of thousands constantly. I mean, it's only when you go close to people that you realize, is it anointing or is it hard work? Yeah, very hard. Very hard. Number two, 
What's the topic? Today's topic. Unlikely to be poor. Now, the second reason why diligence is likely to be rich, a diligent person is likely to be rich, is because diligent people often become leaders. Yeah. Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 24. The hand of the diligent shall bear rule, but the slothful shall be under tribute. Mercy. Yes. Now, notice the hand of the diligent shall what? Bear rule. Usually, where you earn leadership by merit, not just by family connections, do you see? It's usually hard work that will make you a leader. And usually leaders end up being more rewarded than those under the leader. Yeah. The leader, I'm sure the president is paid more than the parliamentarians. Yes. Yes. Some people just just became members of parliament just this year. The president has been a member of parliament before, hasn't he? Yes. He's been a member of parliament and a minister. Minister of Foreign Affairs, Minister of um, Justice, and has been Attorney General before. So you are just come, you are a a member of Parliament of uh, Atlantic Ocean East. And you want to earn the same amount as someone who has been constantly on it. Eh? No, 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 not going to be the same at all. And he says that a constantly hard working person is likely to be made a leader. Yes. You know, where those things matter, those people become important. In my world, hard, constant working matters. And hard, constantly working people are higher to me in my mind. And in the, in the system. Yeah. You know, there are people who be, become leaders because of Imbabiyaiche, which means I came a long time ago. Yes. Wonderful pastors, all of you sitting in the front and at the back and wherever you are seated. Hard, constant working is what really makes you a real pastor. Oh, yes. And that's likely. The leader, a ruler, is likely to be rich. Yes, likely. A king, a president, a head, even our members of parliament. Hard campaigning. Hard. It's it's quite hard to to, to win elections now. A lot of places are 50-50. The whole country is divided 50-50-50. Some places that is... We know that, oh yeah, that one, you'll get 60%, 70%, some even 90%. Hard working makes you a leader. You become a leader in, in any field from hard work. 
persistent, constant, constant, constant work. Why? Because most people are not like that. So you start to show up. You start. You can even be a girl. Your hard work will start showing through. Not speeches. Not speeches. Hard work. If you don't want to work hard, you shouldn't be close to me. Sometimes I feel sorry for the people around me that they are tired. I mean, I can see that they are tired. I said, if you follow me, you'll be tired. Yeah. So, hard, constant working, constantly on the church, on the church. You become a leader in the body of Christ. I become a leader in the body of Christ. I'm a leader in the body of Christ. I'm one of the leaders in the body of Christ. And the body of Christ, they don't give appointments. Have you heard of body of Christ giving appointments to anybody? No. I become a leader in the body of Christ. Yeah. I mean, one time they were forming a, a fellowship of some pastors. And they, they, they invited me, just about a few pastors in, in Ghana. And they invited, I mean, the pastors who were forming it invited me out of a few people, less than 20. They invited me to, to be part of them. So it means I'm a leader in the body of Christ because that group was only leaders in the body of Christ. Are you there or you are not going to stay? So hard work makes you, really, really, really makes you a real leader. Not an appointed appointee. Those of you sitting here are appointed. But are you really a ruler and a leader it says the hand of the diligent shall bear rule. You start ruling. It, it, it's just a matter of time. So likely to be rich there, diligent. Likely to be rich. The third reason why diligence is likely to be rich is because Diligent people think of more. And non-diligent people think it's okay. <laughs> you know, hard-working, diligent people, they want more. They want to do more. They want to go further. Hard. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Proverbs 21, verse 5. The thoughts of the diligent tend only to plenteousness. A a diligent person, when he's thinking, do you see? He's thinking of more, plenty more. When I'm thinking of Swollen Sunday, I'm thinking of Status tegidus. Which is more than swollen Sunday. When you think of Sunday, I'm thinking of swelling the Sunday. When you are happy with swollen Sunday, I'm not happy with swollen Sunday. I want to do more. When I see 5,000, I want to see 25,000. It's usually a diligent person's thoughts. Look at the scripture. His thoughts. 
the thoughts, the thinking, the mind. Whereas a person who is not delayed, says, oh, we have arrived. Oh, we are there. Oh, by the grace, we have arrived. No, no. We are heading towards almost 40 million books. The thought of the didn't want more because my father, Kenneth Hagin, had about 65 million books by the time he went out of this world. You, see, you hear that we have three or four thousand churches. Ah, a thought of a diligent wants twelve thousand churches. You, I see what Pentecost has, this has, whatever. I say, wow, this is what I want to be like Pentecost. We are having a crusade at uh, one town here, and I asked the pastor, who is the crusade director, so do do we have a church there? He said we have a church, one church. And he said, oh, but Pentecost, they have about eight or twelve churches with buildings in that one town. Yes. So when I look, I said, no, no, no. We are, not, we are not there. We are not there. A diligent person, this, the mind is immediately thinking of more. If you meet a diligent person, he's sitting down quietly, he's thinking of more. Not more money, don't think of more money. But you see, all those things eventually lead you to more. And it leads you to more money somehow, mysteriously. Hard working. More. How I can do more. How I can fulfill my ministry. How I can finish what I've started. How I can serve the Lord better. You will definitely become a leader. As against those who are always thinking of, how can I leave early? How can I run away? How can I do so that the man doesn't see? A by A. What are you doing? You always have something hiding, something hidden, something secret, something that you don't want him to see or to know. It shows something. As against somebody who wants to do even more. I have some people who help me. And some of the people who help me want to help me more than they are helping me. So what can I do to help you more? How can I do it? What can I do that will help? I have people like that. I have people like that. Well, is there something like that? And I also have people who are always hiding. <laughs> you know, one day I was at a program and one of my pastors came to give an offering. And when I saw him, I said, oh, this man has just come to mark register. He, because I'm standing there and I'm giving there, he wants me to see him that he's come for the program. I knew immediately. He wants me to see that he's come for the program. But he's not actually coming for the program. He wants me to see that he's come for the program. Here I am. I'm taking envelope. I said, oh, look at it. Look at it. Look at it. After some time, you see those fake ones. No. Many of us are not, our thoughts are not tending towards plenteousness. Our, our thoughts are tending towards how can I rest? How can I live without being seen? How can I live early? How can I live early? How can I live without being seen? How can I do something else that I really want to do apart from this one that we are all being forced to be here to do? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. When is vacation? 
When are we on holiday? How can I get away? You know, either you are not in your life's work or you are lazy. Yes. Your diligence must start when you are young. You know, one time I heard Bishop Oedipo say he saw an elderly man um, serving. You know, the Bible says that we must bear our yoke in the youth. And he said he saw an elderly man on a plane serving tea or something. And he was saying this man didn't bear his yoke in the youth. That's why he's doing this work at this time. Your diligence must begin as a young person. So, oh, how can I do? They will see that I'm not around. So I'm going to do this and that. Then you, and you become full of tricks, full of lies, full of deception. You always have something that you are cleverly doing. So the day that you are found out, when you are found out, you fall from a high place down. The hand of the diligent is always thinking more, 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 more. Oh, yes. I met with the pastors. We had a conference last week. I said that you say we are a church. We have churches in Nigeria, even with buildings. That's always my, my Nigerian bishop. I don't have any Nigerian bishop. I don't have any Togolese bishop. They are also controlling Togo. Why is a Togolese bishop? I mean, I don't see the advancement in the church without a Togolese bishop or a, ben- a Beninois bishop. Honestly. Or not even seven Togolese bishops. I need seven Togolese bishops. I need seven Togolese who, who, when they come, you say, oh, these are bishops from Togo. And when they open their mouth, they start. Je suis à la vidéo de ce, whatever, whatever. And so they, don't, they, they are not Ghanaians. They don't understand English, whatever. They are Togolese. It, it's a higher way of thinking and the, the hand of the diligence is always thinking of something more than what you are you are doing yeah yeah if i introduce kenyans so these are kenyan kenyan bishops there are about 15 of them 13 to 15 of them so they've come so are they Ghanaians? they are no Ghanaians. they are kenyans one is in this town, one is in this town, one is in this town. So they, they've come, I mean, they are visiting Ghana. I said, wow, it means the church is, I mean, of another order. Yeah. It's, it's far more than what we are. What we are. Well, the, the, the thoughts of the diligence, look at that scripture, the thinking of the diligence. It's not, oh, how many churches have a church in, in Kenya? How many charismatic churches have branches in Mombasa? And so that is not how I'm thinking. I'm thinking of how can I say that it's a real church when I don't have Kenyans as bishops like there's a number of them and they're all part of the same family. Oh. And then if the Kenyans come and add, I'll be thinking, I need my Thailand bishop. By that time, the Kenyan bishop, my Thai, Thai, Thai bishops. Yes, the Thailand bishops, I don't see their show. They haven't come for the programs. Oh, they are all here. It's the Sri Lankan bishops that are here today, but the Thailand, the Thai, the Thai ones are not here. Wow!
and they are my Japanese pastors. Oh, yes. If I'm able to break through to have Japanese pastors, it's a very high, it's far higher than today saying somebody can speak Japanese because he went to do one year masters in Japan and he can speak Japanese, so he's going to Japan. It's not the same. You see, the thoughts of a diligent person are always thinking of more. Most of our rice and chicken sellers are not thinking of how to make more. But the KFC people, eh, they have thought of how to spread it. And it's not that the KFC is the nicest chicken, but it's always usually the same. Which is a special achievement to make food the same. Few ladies can cook food the same. Today is nice. Tomorrow is, is tasting like cardboard. Huh? Today is working. Tomorrow it's like we need to add some vinegar or something to the food to change it. Are you listening? Yeah. Now, these KFC people, all these years, they've never been in Ghana, but I'm sure the number of KFCs in America, the place is full of KFC. So, the hand of the diligent tends for more. So, they are looking for more places to sell it. That's why there's one near the church. I'm sure they have been enjoying our custom. There's everywhere I was in I went to Bechem uh, Drobo Tepa and I was driving through Sunyani. I saw KFC. I said, Yes, they are here. <laughs> but you are happy with, and you see, they have Ghanaians running KFC. They've been able to take it there and make it work there. When I see all my Brazilians, Brazilian bishops, Bolivian bishops, pastors, and I'll know that. So when I think of all this, how can I rest? And so clap for Darky Word Mills. Oh, Obomoden. Obomoden is what? You have done what, what well? The thoughts won't allow you to rest. The thoughts won't allow you to rest. Thoughts won't allow you because the thoughts are tending to plenteousness. Now, when my Japanese bishops come to visit one day, and then they all come, check my kind Do you think maybe they may one day bring a Toyota to visit me with the Toyota? They say, oh, they are shaping a special Toyota to come. Uh, or Lexus. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And you may then be jealous. But you see, you don't know how the diligent man's always thinking of more. Not always thinking of, how can I escape? How can I get home early? How can I rest? How can I avoid the work? How can I... How can I organize food in the house without my husband knowing that I bought the rice and stew from the area? How can I? 
I want to throw away the take away packs very quickly and then I'll add something to the food and put some pepper something and mix it in a way and then present it and then he will not know until the day that he finds out I know somebody who found out and so why it is a rice and stew from the area wow that's why your chicken is not nice because you know you bite the chicken and you see that the chicken what you are tasting inside is the water the deep freezer water that was used to freeze the chicken is what you are tasting it's only the top Hmm? one day no some husbands don't some I don't know whether it's husbands but some husbands don't eat like cold food they want it hot so one day the wife brought the rice and stew. But I think the rice was cold or the stew was cold. So she presented it. And the husband said, I don't like it. And she said, no, the stew will heat the rice. The stew will do what? It will heat the rice. <laughs> Is the stew going to heat the rice? And it became an argument. He said, The stew will heat the rice. Oh, yes. You see those who are not diligent they are diligent to get a man now you should see how they behave when they are to be married oh so sweet the faith is the face is smooth like milk condensed milk <laughs> condensed milk smooth <laughs> very diligent <laughs> when they want to have a child very diligent Sexually diligent. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. But after it's over and what they need, they have it. And you see that the constant effort is gone. One, one man I met him, he's an unbeliever. He said, Oh, the average Ghanaian, well, that was his statement. I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it. He said it. He said, The average Ghanaian woman switches off. After she's married and has a child, she switches or she has a switch on off and she switch off. After she has got what she needed. Yes. Oh, now they're beautiful in church. But Charlie, there is an off switch there. Oh, yes. The thoughts of plenty towards plenteousness. I want to do more. I want to make my husband happy. I want to, I mean, have sex to the level of the moon. 
<laughs> it's, a, it's a joke. It's a joke. That thought will not come. Then when a young, pretty, exciting person comes around, there was going to be a fight because you are dead. Yes. So we have a lot in Ghana. Hidden affairs. Hidden affairs. It's like official wives with hidden things. Oh yes. Oh yes. That's where you see grown-ups. Bouncing (laughs) grown-ups. Hey! They are able to do anything. Yes. There are children here, so I don't have to say everything. Ask your neighbor, who are the children here? Are you the children here? My message is entitled, Likely to be rich or likely to be poor. The last reason why a diligent person, oh, I'm telling you that there are four reasons. The last reason why a diligent person is likely to be rich, why a diligent person is likely to be rich, is because a diligent person weaves his way not he is weaving not manipulates finds himself standing in front of important people yes you, you, by diligence you appear you appear at all the important places oh yes a diligent person just appears not manipulate there are some people who they manipulate I don't mean manipulation Proverbs 22 verse 29 it says seest thou a man diligent in his business he shall stand before kings he shall not stand before mean men mean men diligent in his business not in a particular business in his business what business God gives you I must be about my father's business whether it's ministry business whether it is singing business whether it is acting whether it is preaching business, whether it is whatever you want to call it, whatever the business is. Seest thou a man who is like this, he's continuous and constant and persistent in his hard work. Oh, it's just a matter of time. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You just find him. He will be standing in front of important people. No, you see some of you are thinking, oh, if I had done politics, I would have stood in front of the president. I'd have stood in front of this president or that president. No. 
I am far from being a politician. Very far. Oh, yes. Uh, there is no president in Ghana that is alive or that is in the recent and I have not been in the same room with. There is no president in, in these recent times of life. Oh, yes. He, 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 no matter the business you do, you, you end up in places you know what is the name of this president no is it Noriega the one that I went to in Nicaragua Noriega yeah I remember when I, when they were escorting me you know his house is like in a you know they have leaves the trees you, you, can, you cannot see I think for protect, security from the aerial view as they were escorting me through soldiers, this, 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 I was wondering. Yes. As I sat there, that's President Noriega, his wife, sitting at the table. We are talking. I said, wow. From my shepherding work. Oh, yes. I'm sitting at the table. This is Benny Hinn. And, and that, that is me. From this shepherding work, constant shepherding, constant following children, hmm? constant following children. Are you not children? Yes. <laughs> what does it have to do with President Noriega, or the president of Senegal, or the president of Namibia, or the president of any of these places? I was in the car once. I got a call from the president of Uganda that they are expecting me there. I said, well, I can't come. I'm going. I have to. I'm catching a flight. Oh, yes. I said, next time. I pray there will be a next time. Yes. Anyone who is constantly working, constantly hard work, no matter the job, whether politics, education, church work, prayer, anything. A diligent man will stand before important people. You will see it happening over and over and over and over. Likely to be rich. Now when you stand in front of Important people. You'll be surprised that important person you're standing in front of may have, there may be something for you or some benefit for you for standing there. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Likely, likely to be rich. Yes. At was, I was in the president's house when it, I asked, what, what do you have here? And I said, he, he said they should take us to the volcano to go and see a volcano in, in the mountains. They opened the volcano especially for us in the night. Yeah, with a convoy. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Which country? Yes. One time I was leaving Senegal in the night, and the man <laughs> was taking me to the plane around midnight, Air France. 
he took me alone. Yeah, they didn't want anybody to come. They said, nobody else can come. I, it was when I got to the plane that I understood why. When we got to the plane, said, pray for me. Oh, yes. Pray. Bless me. I bless him and I climb the stairs. Yes. Very important person. Continuous shepherding, following children, following unimportant people, following nobodies, liking people, loving them, helping, praying for people. It it, it is a supernatural law that a hard, continuous working person, no matter the work the person is doing, will soon at a point be standing where there are important people. Look at the scripture. Seest thou a man diligent in his business? Do you see anybody diligent in the business he has chosen? He will stand in front of him for that people. No matter whether a girl or a boy. Yeah. Likely to be rich. Likely. Don't forget, there are some people who are likely to be rich. And some are likely to be poor. So, when you are going to propose or some, a brother proposes to you, you see, you can apply this teaching to the person likely to be rich, likely to be poor. You can see even from a certain stage that this one is likely to be poor. This one is likely to be rich. Oh, yes. (laughs) Are you listening to me? Oh, yes. Listen very well. It's not just giving. It's diligence. Yes. Continuous. You see, I'm having give thyself holy type of conference. Continuous. This week I'm on. The next week I'm on. Oh, yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So, may the Lord grant you the grace to be hard working continuous I think the key is the continuation in the hard work Yes, it causes a person to prosper lift your holy hands father thank you for the blessing of this amazing likely to be rich likely to be poor message Bless us, O Lord, and touch us with the spirit of diligence in every area. Now, put your hands down. Likely to be rich in marriage, rich in love, rich in happiness. It it, it will be constant hard work, not hard work at the beginning. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Kenneth Higgins said, you have to look good to get him. You're going to have to look good to keep him. The other day I read somebody wrote a book. He said, uh, not a book, in an article. He said, all men cheat. Yeah. That's what he was saying. God forbid you'll never be in that group. But maybe 
more true will be all men have a tendency to cheat a temptation to cheat if you had to be spicy flexible gentle full of delights full of comforts at the beginning and you turn into a statue of stone of ice turn to the nearest queenly ice statue standing by you and say are you an ice statue statue of ice where is your laughter statues don't laugh where is your smile statues don't smile wow father thank you for the blessing of your word today guide us by your mighty mighty holy spirit lead us into all truth lift your hand and just pray for a moment for the spirit of the spirit of diligence we give you praise we give you praise we give you praise we give you praise we thank you lord we thank you lord we thank you lord we thank you lord mandol mashane mandol mashane mandol mashane mamanda zamolimele manola parada bakosa le bagajamba Andol me be me rolandel me di boshana la mandali baberele harmazana mano shimozele mandele babara la mandali lebe Oh yes oh yes oh yes oh yes oh yes oh yes thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you in the mighty name of Jesus we give you praise Father touch our lives and let us be delivered from the spirit of laziness and slackness in Jesus name receive the grace for diligence receive the grace for constant hard work receive the grace to persist in whatever God has called you to do in Jesus name and everyone said amen as every head is bowed for a moment if you are here today somebody invited you to church you want to give your life to Jesus I want to pray with you pastor pray with me I want God to save my life God bless you God bless you I want Jesus to change me make me a new person maybe somebody invited you but deep down in your heart you know that you are far from God but he wants Jesus to change you, save you. I want to pray with you right now. If you are here like that, wherever you are, pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to God. I want to be born again. I want Jesus to save me. Then lift your hand like this. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. If you've lifted your hand, you want to give your heart to God today, come to me in the front from wherever you are standing. Just come, 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 come. Come, let me pray with you. Come right. Come from the back. Come from wherever you are. 
Come right now. Come quickly. I want to pray with you. Come unto Jesus. Come unto Jesus. Come unto Jesus. Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. I give my heart to you today. Wash me with the blood of Jesus. I receive Jesus as my Savior, my Master, and my Lord. Please write my name in the book of life. Say, Jesus, I love you. Wash me Cleanse me from all my sins. I receive Jesus as my Savior from today. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. God bless you. I want you to follow the sign here. Follow me. Follow the follow me. All right. Follow, follow me right now. God bless you. Follow, follow me. Give the Lord a mighty clap of you. Baby, seated. Take your holy communion. Every standing. Father, thank you for the holy communion. This is the bread which came down from heaven that a man might eat and not die as we partake of this amazing communion. May we experience your mighty healing. Receive healing. Receive a touch from God right now. Receive the power of God. This is my body which is broken for you. The body of Jesus Christ. blood. Whatever represents a mistake in your life. How many have made mistakes? Today, this is the supernatural omo, supernatural key soap, supernatural disinfectant that is sent from heaven to disinfect you of all your sins and mistakes. May the blood of Jesus speak for you cleanse you forever the blood of Jesus Christ 
Now lift your hands for your blessing. The Lord remember you. And the Lord give you grace to be a humble servant, obedient servant, and a diligent servant. The blessing of the Lord rest upon you today and forever. May God lift you up in your job, especially in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You are blessed. Now, I want to pray specially over a special offering for promotion and for jobs and for diligence. Take out your special offering today as we close. Special gifts from the Lord. Offering of diligence. you never thought you were speaking singing in languages you never thought you would sing in going to places you never thought you would go to by the power of the Holy Spirit Father bless as we give this offering let us see new jobs promotion in jobs increase Lord stability deliverance from evil we ask for it in Jesus name Amen can the ashes come to the front quickly, please? You may be seated. Call 
mio spirito e mia alma si sta genando con la fode dello Spirito Santo. con el poder del Espíritu Santo mi vida será igual Jesus is changing your life so your special seed today receive a new job receive a promotion in your job receive help from God overcome by the grace by the mercy Mandala ma sopa si mato che vele musande Se sta genando con il poder del Spirito Santo Mi vida nunca va Sera Look at the picture of the us in the canteen Look at that Show us a picture in the canteen Yes Wow Greater love. What is that sign? Greater love what? Something. Ah, that's a canteen. Wow. We had faith. God brought us from here. There was no important person in the church. See us down a man diligent in his business. As the scripture says shall stand not stand before mean men this is the church we were going to buy a ruin even this one we had advanced wow God is great these are the church members helping to dig to build the first church are we still helping to build and to dig the church? These are the members. Huh? I will build my church. Wow. What a blessing. Wow. Mando bende si tu bala mashatala. Talo me keti bole da vila mandalala. Tozala manda. May we be a shining light. Spirit will be out. Sister Gernando, yes. Oh, yes, it began to come out. This is the whole church marching in a procession to go and possess our building that we have started paying for, but we hadn't finished. Wow. Moving out of Kolebu to this place. What a blessing. Father, thank you for the future of your children is very bright. What began as nothing, what began as nobodies, you are making it into somebody's and turning nothing into something. By the power of diligence, we shall see great things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. This is Kolegono. This is all that we had. 
Kolegono, that we have nothing else but just here. And we were there. That is it. Beautiful. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.